Less is more for Christmas decor. Hello, I'm Anita Joyce here with Kelly Wilkness, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks, episode 386, Christmas Light, Do It Right. And we are all about not putting a lot of effort into decorating (laughs) for Christmas, if you haven't noticed that before. So, uh, you know, there are ways definitely to do it where it looks beautiful, but you don't lose two two weeks of your life doing it. Exactly. Don't think us that we're Grinches because we're so not. We love the holidays. We savor this time with our friends and family and pets and everything. And we love our house to look beautiful all the time, particularly around the holidays. But gone are the days of the dragging the bins out and staying up late at night and hanging up every single ornament and just, you know, chucking stuff all over the place. Well, and I don't think of this as the Grinchy approach. And I'm wondering if what caused the Grinch to be such a Grinch was he got tired of doing the -the over-the-top decorating every year. (laughs) You know, that can make you pretty cranky about the holidays. That can sort of make you cranky. And, you know, a lot of people do get cranky about it. So why do that? If you... And again, as we always say, everyone, if you love it and setting up your 1200 house Christmas uh-huh. village, mm-hmm. complete with ice skating rink and waterfalls, and as your thing, then go for it and invite us over. We'd love to see it. Mm-hmm. But if it's not your thing, and if you're more like we've sort of become, I think Anita's been more like this throughout her life. <laughs> Am I right? I you never yes. went crazy over the top seasonal. I have to say I did. Yeah, but the thing is I like to savor the holidays. I like to enjoy them and spending days and days doing that I don't enjoy. So that's kind of why I've chosen not to spend a lot of time doing that. But for some people they love it and if you love it then then I think that's part of the fun. But if mm-hmm. you don't, you know what? It's okay. You don't have to do all of that work if you don't want to. Well, that's the thing because a lot of people, whether when they don't enjoy it, they still feel like they have to do it. They have to do it for their family. And, you know, probably your family doesn't care. and Or they have to do it for somebody else. Or, you know what? They just have to do it because they have all this stuff. And they're just going <laughs> to yeah. bring it out because this is the time of the year you bring it out. Oh, my friend had the whole village I, I think it took her poor husband a month to set it up. Oh, my mom has a village. She even had risers made for her village. Mm-hmm. Yes. And there were specific houses that she and her sisters collected, and they were not, you know, they felt their village was better than the other kinds of villages. <laughs> there was all kinds of stuff. <laughs> well, going the on. worst part was she was the one that wanted it, not her husband, but it was his job to do it. So imagine that if that's your job to spend hours setting something up that you don't really you don't care even about. Like. Wow. Yeah, I know. Well, she did Christmas right. She did it the way she wanted, but she made him do it. (laughs) It was light for her. Let's put it that way. Exactly. It was light for her. So anyway, what we're suggesting is just if you want to, free yourself of the burden of the bins. You don't have to do it all. And there are ways to approach Christmas decorating where it isn't a lot of effort. You actually enjoy Mm -hmm. it. The decorations can then go on into the rest of the winter and... 
and you can actually, you know, maybe put your feet up and and enjoy what you've created rather than being sort of wrapped in tinsel Mm. and exhausted and just falling in a crumple at the bottom of the tree. Well, and my family doesn't mind helping me with the tree, but after that's done, you know, they're not really interested in doing anything else. So that's kind of part of it too. And, you know, I think for me too, my mom was not, you know, that was just she did not, she, you know, certain people are really into making everything feel special. And that's like the opposite of my mom. My mom was just like, <laughs> it's like, I mean, I told you one time we were there for Thanksgiving and she didn't even, uh, she was serving everything out of the pots and pans. <laughs> and, and she spawned a dish lover. <laughs> and I was Multiple like, pattern dish oh. lover. Yes, 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 I know. But you know what? It's not important to her. So I get that no criticism of her. But, you know, for me, I've thought at least I don't care that it's fine china, but just put it in a bowl, you know? Yeah, your mom wrote the book on Christmas light. (laughs) Yes, she did. Okay, but we're doing not only Christmas light, but we're We're doing it right. Yes, exactly. There you go. Yes. So we ha- we have some thoughts on how we would approach or how we do approach our Christmas decor. Um, so Anita, if you want to kick it off and then I'll chime in with my thoughts as well. Well, I think what you want to think about are your focal points. So the places that people are going to be looking, you want there to be certain things in those places. And it's amazing where if you have uh, your decor, your Christmas things spaced in the places people are looking, then they kind of get this feeling of you having done more than you've done. And I've noticed that with my French decor. I remember when I only had two French things in my entire house, but they were in very prominent places and people would talk about my house being French. So I think you can do the, oh, I think you can create that, that same thing with the French, with the, uh, excuse me, with the Christmas decor. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. So I think the place to start is with a wreath on the door. So I know we talk about, you know, bang for your buck. So here you want, you want the most, uh, you want the most feeling of Christmas in your house with the least effort is really what we're talking about. So one thing is, I think, to put the Christmas decor in the key places that people are looking for. it. But then the other piece is think about what's going to take you a lot of time and some some very time consuming things those are the things that you're going to try to avoid if you can but ex- you know with the exception i would say of the tree because i think really people are expecting a tree if you don't have a tree it's going to feel like you didn't really decorate for christmas so i think definitely you want that tree there but i would definitely start with that wreath on the front door that really sets the tone and they're going to get that sense of christmas before they even walk in the door my thoughts are right in line with yours you have to have these sort of hot spots. Uh, I also have sort of hot spots of regular decor around my house where I'll set up vignettes and whatnot. So you have, I would approach Christmas decorating uh, room by room. So what rooms are important? You know, like, I'm totally blown away by all the things I'm seeing already from blogs and particularly on Instagram. And people have Christmas trees up in their bedrooms already. They're mm-hmm. everywhere. Like, you know, I mean, that's Or there are pictures from last year. Or there might be pictures from last year. That's so true. Do you need to do that? I mean, I felt for years like mm-hmm. I was lacking somehow as a as a blogger or as a human because I didn't have a Christmas tree in my bedroom. Oh, like, wow. You I've really come thing. a long way. <laughs> so, you know, anybody that's on the road to Christmas light, doing it right, you know, I am traveling that road just 
just a few steps ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Because um, if you look at my Christmas porch of only a few years ago, the first year we moved to this house, oh my goodness, I don't think I could fit one more thing on the porch. So mm-hmm. I've come a long way. I've seen the light, so to speak. And uh-huh. the last couple of years, last year was really the year I did it the way I wanted to. And And Mm -hmm. I loved it. I have a YouTube video. You can see it's not over the top. It's totally doable. It's doable in in one Saturday, not four weekends. I was just reading somebody's Instagram post and she's got a beautiful home and and it's always decorated beautifully, but she's like three weeks in and I still have the mantle to go. Oh my goodness. My gosh. Like, no, I don't want to live like that. And then here's the thing. I don't even want to say this, but then you have to take it all down. Oh, don't even go there. Oh, right? I know. So I think know. about that. So when you're considering, if you're teetering with Christmas light, think about when you have to take it down. So I would do- And very- it's no fun. That's the no oh, fun Oh, it's part. so no fun. Everybody's back at school and it maybe it's snowing or it's sleeting or it's just a cruddy day. And you, then you've got to schlep all this stuff. It's just depressing. It's and depressing. so the more you put out, the more you've got to put up. Yes, yes. Um, And, you know, it doesn't leave a lot of times for the other holiday things because we are mm-hmm. all busy. You know, maybe you're- you like to bake. Maybe you want to make a new recipe for uh, the holiday meal. Maybe you want to create some handmade gifts for friends or family. Maybe you just want to take the entire weekend to decorate your tree and do it slowly and have everybody participate that comes through the living room, which is when I usually grab people. Come on, put a few things on. I would approach it room by room and find these hot spots. So I agree with Anita. If you're going to do something outside, a wreath is a great idea. I don't hang a wreath because the way my doors are configured. So maybe you do um, a container plant. And even if you're living where it's super, super cold, you can put a small living tree in there. Obviously, mm-hmm. pine trees like to be where it's cold. Or you could put some branches in there, a few cyclamen. They like when it's cold too, particularly if it's a protected area. So something like a container, a garden, like a wreath, something at your front door that's going to greet people. And exactly as Anita said, sort of like set the tone for what's going on inside. Then I would do something in your entry. I would Mm -hmm. do something on your dining room table. If you have a mantle, a fireplace, maybe you're going to do some touches there. A tree, most likely. But you know what? It's really okay if you don't have a tree. If that's, you know, maybe you're traveling or maybe your kids are all grown or maybe you just had a baby and you're like, oh, wow, I don't have the the time and effort to put up a whole tree. Maybe you get a little tabletop tree or maybe you just do some lovely decorations on your coffee table. So those would be some great areas in the public spaces that you can really do a lovely vignette or pull out more of the stops for with your Christmas decor. And then there are other ways just to add touches that don't that take less than 10 minutes through the rest of your house if you want to. The tabletop tree, I think you're really onto something. There are some faux tabletop trees that are beautiful and you could get a real one. But here's another idea that I've seen beautifully done is just the bare Christmas tree where it really doesn't have ornaments where you can just Mm. string lights on it. Right. And that's it. And that's really a beautiful bare look. It's kind of a minimalistic look, but it's really stunning in its simplicity. So you really don't have to get all the ornaments out. You're so right. And even those uh, trees that are very sparse, you know, what we would have called the Charlie Brown type Mm -hmm. of tree, you know, they're definitely popular again. And even those are just so charming. And 
I have a tinsel tree that's like that, where it just has the pole and you stick in the few branches. Maybe there's 10 branches in the whole thing. And I don't even put anything on it. Sometimes I would put one ornament on it, right? Really, you know, sort of um, channeling Charlie Brown. So darling, an Instagram account to look at if you're interested in doing this very simple decor. Of course, there's lots of whites. It's called Dreamy Whites. Uh, Dreamy Whites, I think maybe Dreamy Whites Lifestyle. Just a beautiful blog, which she doesn't blog very often, but the Instagram is lovely. And then if you're on Instagram looking at that, you could juxtapose it with some of the other people that are doing beautiful, beautiful things, Mm -hmm. but they look like they're decorating, you know, Macy's. Like, you know, I don't really want to live in my house like that. So you can look at the two two extremes. There's plenty of extremes on Instagram, but check out uh, Dreamy Whites and you'll see what we're talking about. Sometimes she just has like... uh, a chunky throw wrapped around the bottom of a, a beautiful evergreen. And that's it. Wow. Yeah. And so another thing you can do, uh, rather than going to all this detail into these vignettes all over your house, you can just grab a couple of lanterns or a couple of cloches and just fill them with some Christmas ornaments and maybe tuck in some greenery. So simple, not a lot of work. Uh, and then for your mantle, you know, if you have some greenery in the, the faux greenery in your, you know, that in your storage that you can set out, that's fine. Or if you want to do the real, uh, you can go where they sell the Christmas trees. Usually there's some broken branches in the boxes that have fallen off of the real trees. You can tuck that in on your mantle. Uh, and again, really just some greenery on your mantle, I think is great. And you really don't need to do anything else. You can put other things on there if you want to or not. So there's really a lot you can do. This is so simple. Uh, the fairy lights, just stringing them around. Um, let's see, what else? Um, just some little simple things like Christmas lights in different places, mm-hmm. ribbons. And another thing is to go ahead and wrap your Christmas presents and put them out early because that looks so pretty under the tree. I think that's a great way to really make it look beautifully done but you were going to wrap them anyway. But yes. Why not? I mean, and I'm talking to myself because I'm doing them the night before. So I'm trying, I'm trying to talk myself into doing them earlier. No, and it is fun. I love wrapping presents. When I was little, that was my mom taught me how to do the curly ribbon, you know, really early on. And I loved anytime she had a gift to give someone, I always wanted to be the wrapper. I, I actually wanted to Aww. be a, you know, they used to have the wrapping paper like area in the department stores. Do you remember that? I well, remember actually, I were little. Oh, stop. I worked at a department store when I was was in oh, high wow. school and I wrapped pre- and they taught me how to do it professionally. And I love doing the, I love wrapping the gifts. Oh, wow. I always wanted that job. <laughs> I thought that was the best job ever. I know. Um, I know. I, yeah. Here's another thought is how about just continuing with your normal palette that you have, not trying to change your whole house over to red and green. Um, or maybe you add a pop of a color, you know, a, a traditional Christmas color, but you could also add a pop of a color that's really non-traditional or go with some non-traditional Christmas colors. I think we did a whole episode on non-traditional mm-hmm, Christmas mm-hmm. colors last year. Um, and because if you say you have a whole neutral palette and then maybe you just add in a red or a green or something like that, that's going to, in just little tiny pops throughout your house, really make a statement for the holidays. And you don't have to redo everything. Here's another idea. And I do this every year because I have the Spode Christmas plates. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you do. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, so if you have Christmas dishes, you get them out early, and I think just leave them stacked up in your kitchen somewhere so you can enjoy seeing them sitting out. Mm-hmm. And then for every meal, you put them on your table. So then that brings Christmas to your table. And guess what? You were going to set the table with dishes anyway. Why not be using your Christmas dishes? And it just really adds that festive feeling to your house, to your table. If you've got a dining room table that you're not using, just go ahead and set it up with the dishes so it looks like you're ready for a party and it'll be fun for your whole family just walking in there and they're going to be saying, you know, hey, let's eat in here because it looks yeah, so Yeah, yeah, right. Why don't ready we ever for use this room? Right. Exactly. Yes, yeah. So my family actually told me, because we're recording this in November, uh, to go ahead and get out the Christmas dishes. I have already been cleared oh, to pull them wow. down. Mm-hmm, and put them into circulation. But I've already thought, you know what? I think I'm going to do more of kind of an artistic kind of stacking of them and leave them sitting out this year. So we can oh, kind of- just look like you're casually at the ready at any moment. Well, yeah, because and then just pull from that stack every, right. every meal. Sure. Right. I love it. So there, it's decor and it's mm-hmm. useful. Perfect. Okay. So if I, now I talked about the, um, the outside of your house, just right outside the door. How about you come into the entry? I have some ideas for there. I always like to have a tray on the table that I have in my entry. So if you're able to have a tray, uh, first you have to have a table, I guess. So if you're able to have a room for a table, put a tray on it. Maybe that's where you put a candle. How about a stack of red spined books? And you can just, Put a pine cone on top of it. Mm, Put yeah. a, a Christmas ornament, and it's a round Christmas ornament. They they usually can stay in place. You could put a tiny little bit of um, painter's tape under it and just make it sit right there. It's so pretty. It's so simple. I mean, it doesn't take much time at all. Anita's idea with the cloche, fabulous. Maybe put a sprig of holly underneath it with a little ornament, maybe um a little stand-up ornament that you would normally put on the tree, you could tuck under there with with some greens. Really simple. The whole thing can be pulled together in literally 10 minutes. And um, last year, I put by the door vintage Christmas cards that I had. Obviously, very easy to store. You don't They don't take up much room. I love that. And I stood them up in little flower frogs, you know, the pokey little vintage oh, flower yeah. frogs. Great so idea. That was fun. And I got to see them because normally that's the sort of thing that you may look at it, but you're not really incorporating into your decor. So I really like the way that looked. Do you do anything in the entry? Uh, well, I don't have any furniture in my entry, right. so I don't have the the table you talked about. Right. Some people you don't. don't have. I don't have that, right. so I right. don't. I can't really put anything. It's really just a hallway. Right. But I was going to say bottle brush trees of various sizes. You know what? These are so classic. And I don't really think they ever go out of style. So if you get an assortment of those, I think they're great and you can just put them anywhere. You don't have to think about it. Just set them up varying heights, varying sizes, and just get them out, you know, every year. Yeah. And I think they look great. Yeah. Even though, I mean, there's a lot of great reproductions. Because sometimes you get the older ones and a little squanched, but. Oh, I mean, new ones. I mean, they're available all over the place. Oh, yeah. They really are. I mean, they came back sort of strong a few years ago. And so you can definitely find them. And they're really inexpensive. Okay. So I'm going to now walk into the dining room. So here's a couple of ideas for there. I usually have a runner on my dining room table. And it's usually a green sack. I just like that as a layering uh, runner. Most of the time it's there by itself with candles and then whatever I have in the center. So at holiday time, I'll leave that same runner and then I'll buy a yard or two of fabric, very inexpensive fabric, particularly if I'm doing a color that's not normally my palette. So if I wanted to do, say, something red, maybe red plaids or dark green plaid or something like that, I would just get a couple of yards of it and I would 
um, cut it and sort of fold it. So I would kind of make a runner without sewing. And then I've kind of like roused it, like it's kind of scrunched it up where it's kind of folded and it's layered on top of the grain sack runner. So if you could imagine that it kind of has more of a 3D feel and it, and then it, it has these little folds in it. So in the folds, you can place a pine cone. So maybe you have like six pine cones, three on one side, three on the other. And then what you have whatever's going on in the center of the table, which can be as simple as a pot of cyclamen or an amaryllis bulb that's blooming, or it's just some greens you cut from the garden. And that's so simple. So it's a couple of yards of fabric and a few pine cones that you might have or ones that you can buy or find on the ground and some greenery or a plant. Mm-hmm. And and that says so much in your dining room. Well, speaking of the bottle brush trees, here's another idea. If you have the bottle brush, brush trees is to get some very large apothecary glass jars. And these are jars that have a lid at the top. Of, you need a wide mouth jar for these. And I'm talking about very large and you can get vintage or new. But if you get those and fill it with the fake snow or I'm trying, I think we did Epsom salts. I'm trying to remember what I use for mm-hmm. mine. But I think I used Epsom salts. And then just put your bottle brush trees in there. It kind of makes this fake snow globe. Oh, I love it. And they're so charming. And the large apothecary, I've seen them done in ball glass jars. But if you used a large apothecary jar, it would make even a bigger statement. And they're really pretty fast to put together if you have just a few minutes. Oh, I love that idea. And then when January rolls around, you can just pour the Epsom salts into your tub and relax. (laughs) Exactly. And then you don't have to store them. Mm -hmm. Um, Another idea for the center of your dining room table is um, a trio of pitchers or vases. So I've used silver pitchers. I've used white pitchers in the past. So a trio of differing heights, and then you fill them with Again, you could use red roses to bring in the red, or you could use white roses, whatever colors that you like. Um, I've used red roses, freesia, and then some berries and greens. And then you make oh, arrangements in each one of them. You know, so maybe the bigger one obviously is going to have more roses. And then, you know, they all have a little bit of of each one of the types of florals or greens that you're using. And you can cluster them together on your dining room table, which looks lovely and makes a real wow presents because there's three of them. But then here's what you can do. If you're having a meal and you need it to have a lower centerpiece, then you take off the tall one and maybe you put that on your coffee table or you put it on a sideboard. So you can move it around as the needs change throughout the holiday season. So if it's just a table where no one's sitting at it, you can have all three of them. If you want to break them apart, then you can move them all around the house. So you've now created one centerpiece really, but it has it's very versatile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another thing you can do uh, that's super simple is, and one thing I've done year to year is just buy new ribbon for that year. And I would change it up and go totally different with different colors and then kind of make bows that I would put around my house. Uh, and in one place that you can put them that people really notice is kind of put a bow on the back of each chair, just make a big bow. And that's such a beautiful presentation, especially if you're having guests for dinner and it just really looks pretty. Part of what we're talking about today with doing Christmas light is sort of taking the stress out of the holiday and whatever that means for you, whether it means less decorating or it means like scurrying away to a um, tropical island, or if it means just diving into all your bins and going crazy, it really depends on how you embrace the holiday. 
Oh, we are so excited to be bringing this new brand sponsor to you. If you love browsing the booths at a local antique mall or hitting a vintage market, you will love Vintage Keepers. Think of it as your curated 24-7 virtual antique vintage marketplace. Currently, they have 32 shops that are listed on the site and they're adding more daily. And all the shops on there add new merchandise daily. So new treasures to be found by you. It's kind of like Etsy, but for the vintage decor niche. And their vendors are all throughout the USA and some in Canada, and they ship globally. We love trolling vintage keepers. I have a brown transferware pitcher in mind, and there are so many wonderful pieces of original vintage art. I just keep going back every day to see what's new. So head to Vintage Keepers www.vintage-keepers.com. And of course, we'll have the link in the show notes. Happy treasure hunting. I want to remind you that we are available for design consults. We take on your design dilemmas, questions, renovations, any project you want to talk about, any room, any space, we are here for you. And we really do enjoy doing these. And I think we've helped people a lot. So if you want to sign up for a consult, head to the link in the show notes. It's decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash consult. We hope to talk to you soon. So I'm now in my living room, sitting at my sofa, looking at my coffee table. What I'm going to probably put there is a low bowl filled with ornaments, uh, really special ornaments that you can appreciate sitting sort of up close to them. Uh, and maybe I'll have a stack of my decor books that I always have around. Uh, and maybe I'll put a candle on that uh, stack. Now, what I would suggest is with the candles, find a scent that you really love. Maybe it's a, uh, maybe you have a signature scent and you're just going to stick with that, but maybe you want to introduce a new scent for the holidays. Um, so find one that you love and buy maybe three, maybe even five candles in this scent. And then you can have them in different spots throughout the house and they're not competing with each other. You know, mm-hmm. you don't want to walk into the kitchen and be like, oh, it smells like apple pie. And then, you know, walk out into the living room and it smells <laughs> like a pine tree. You know, you really want to have the one scent throughout the house. Mm-hmm. And I love the idea of just putting just a few simple things on the living room table. And speaking of something simple, if you have a big dough bowl or a trough like I do, uh, it's so simple each holiday to just fill it with something kind of representative of the holiday. So for a dough bowl at Christmas time, it's pretty simple to fill it with some greens, faux or real. And then just throw some ornaments on top or some pine cones. Uh, you can go all natural or you can go faux. I mean, I love to put the greens in there and then put in some mercury glass ornaments, uh, some mercury glass uh, pine cones or that sort of thing. And it's just so pretty to have sitting out. That just sounds so nice. And, you know, it, made me, it makes me think also of more European-type Christmases. I think that this lighter approach is a much more European-type approach um, rather than so completely over the top. 
The secret to making it look classic, the secret to making this simple, is to have just a few key elements that maybe you mix up every year, but they're classic. You keep them from year to year and maybe use them in a little different way. So have maybe mercury glass ornaments, bottle brush trees. Then you're going to use the real fresh stuff, pine cones, greenery, and uh, candles, maybe some other ornaments, and then you're just going to be mixing them up different places. I don't think this is a situation uh, where you're going to have to go. I mean, I think that's part of what makes it so stressful too, is people feeling like they have to go buy all new stuff every year or refresh. And I think if you have good classic pieces, kind of like a capsule wardrobe, if you have some solid pieces that work together, that's all you need. Capsule Christmas decor. There you go. You're onto something there, sister. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. That's a great idea. It's so true. You could maybe this year, if you haven't gone this route before and you want to try it, maybe you create a bin that is your capsule Christmas decor bin. And maybe next year, that's the only one you take out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Uh, Yep. And, and then get rid of the other ones. <laughs> right. Because if you, maybe you're not ready this year to get rid of the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I've been holding on to some things. And this year, it's going to be the time. Last year, I got rid of a lot of other things. Um, and I will be donating it early enough that somebody else can use it this year rather than oh, waiting for I've January. got to get that faux tree out of my attic that I'm giving away. Oh, Got to go? Want to do that now? Well, <laughs> well, there's an extra one. Yeah, I got to go. Are we done? Sorry. Got to <laughs> roll. Okay. So now we talked about these various areas and oh, I think I didn't mention my idea for the mantle. Okay. So the mantle, I would just put a garland over it. I would put um, either fresh or faux. As we were saying, I have a faux one. I don't love it. So maybe that's one of the things I'm going to give away this year because they're hard to store. You know, it's kind of like yes. you're rolling it up and it's this giant sort of boa constrictor. And then, you know, you take it out and you like fluffed it and it's still like, and then the cord's coming down, like it still looks fake. So I think yeah. what I'll do is do real and then just tuck in small mercury glass votive candles. Okay. So then the other thing you can do in your kitchen or in your powder room, you just clip some things from your garden. So say like where I have my white pitchers in my kitchen, which are there Mm -hmm. 365 days a year. So what I do every year is one of them, I fill with water and I put some greens in there. Bam, done. Uh, Maybe my hutch, instead of tucking in the baby boo that I might've done, which I didn't even get to (laughs) around Halloween and Thanksgiving, maybe I tuck a sprig of boxwood, you know, behind something or put an ornament in one of the teacups, something like that. Really simple and unnecessary, Mm -hmm. but you could do it if you wanted to. Or again, add another cyclamen or another Christmas type of potted plant in your room. Another thing that I keep year to year, and I bought these several years ago, what a wonderful investment. And it is an investment because these aren't cheap. And that is to buy preserved boxwood reeds. Oh, I love them. I know. And you know, the one that I think I never bought, but I just had the crush on was the square one. Yeah. I don't, well, I don't know. You didn't tell me you got it. No, I don't think I, I don't think I have one, but I have the little small ones and a couple of big ones. Mm -hmm. And they're great to just hang on a mirror in your house or anywhere else. I keep one up year round uh, above my stove, up on the, the hood, the vent hood way up high. Yeah. I have the year round one Mm -hmm. in my entryway. Well, there you go. Yeah, and last so year I was going to put around. a bow on it. And I was like, nah, I'm, first of all, I don't want to mess with it. It's very happy mm-hmm. there. And 
it doesn't really need anything. No, no. I've just kind of wrapped a ribbon around mine mm-hmm. that I change out sometimes to hang, when I hang it on a mirror or something. But uh, it really doesn't need anything else. Uh, and there's, again, classic, classic. They're always beautiful. They're always in style. Uh, so you buy one and it's going to look great for, for just take care of it when you're storing it and you'll be, it'll, you'll be golden for years. Yeah, I think that's a really great thing to have. And it's, it just brings a bit of organic into any room all year round. But yeah, when once it's then mixed in with some other very simple Christmas decor, sort of like it seems to pop out a little bit more even mm-hmm. because yeah. of the greens. So I, yeah, I think that it's really a nice way to approach Christmas decor, especially if I mean, for everyone, but I was going to say, especially if you're traveling, like, oh, and then you come home and you don't even have the time to enjoy it if you're going to go have Christmas someplace else. And, you know, if you have little kids, sure, you might go a little crazier with maybe the tree. But that's – the tree, I think, is really almost a separate issue because everybody has their own traditions. But going this way with the rest of the decor and simplifying that and paring it down gives you more time to spend with the tree Mm -hmm. and create traditions around decorating your tree, which I think is just really, really special, whether people want to participate or not. (laughs) I think it's nice to just do it, you know, and you take the time and you put the the Christmas music on and you make a cup of tea or something. It's such a lovely way to spend the afternoon, but not if you're running around like crazy woman. Right. And I think another way to make it an enjoyable experience is to kind of make the whole decorating a family affair and you're making it a fun thing. We usually get hot cocoa or something, turn Christmas music on and work on the tree together. Wonder how you think about this, Anita. Would you have your other Christmas light decor done already before the trees began? Uh, I don't know. I usually just do it all the same day. Mm -hmm. So I don't really, again, it... (laughs) I'm done pretty quickly. Yeah, like, hey, that was 25 minutes. I'm done. Yeah, unless I'm out and I just see something I just adore later that I want to buy to add to it. But usually, yeah, I mean, just that day. So I don't know. I think you can do it however you want. Well, I think the takeaway from this episode is really this Christmas capsule decor. I love that idea. Anita, what are we defining today? Today, we're defining a hope chest. I know. So a hope chest is traditionally gifted to the oldest daughter in a family, or it used to be, I should say, as a way to collect special items to store until she was married. So the hope chest has also been called a glory box, a dowry chest, and a bridal trousseau. You know, I think of a bridal trousseau as what the bride wears on the honeymoon and the going away suit. Isn't that what you think of? Yeah, probably. The trousseau, I wouldn't wouldn't equate with what I would think of as a hope chest. Yeah, more of like, I would even thought it was maybe the bridal gown and the veil and all of that, but I could be wrong. Right. No, that's what I think of. I think trousseau, I think of it being more the clothing and that's mm-hmm. what I've heard, how I've heard that used. But apparently it also used to apply to all these goodies that a young girl would gather in hopes of having her own household someday. And these were typically household necessities and luxuries that would be used in the home. Uh, So it originated, the whole idea of the hope chest and the hope chest itself originated in the 15th century Renaissance Italy. They were often decorated ornately and unmarried women used them to store these valuable things and to save up for when they got married. And then they were brought to the U.S. in the 1900s by European 
immigrants. And the reason they even had them was because during that time, the bride was expected to have these essential items where so she could begin housekeeping, you know, right when she uh, got married. So they include dishes, sheets, clothes, cooking accessories, household necessities, so many things like that. And um, I have a little confession. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I didn't have a hope chest, but I had already started collecting things. Um, <laughs> and I got married pretty young, and I already had stuff, if that tells you anything. Yeah, but I don't think you were collecting just to start making dinner right away. You were collecting because you love beautiful things. <laughs> I know. I had already had a set of stemware. Like, and Kevin Schmevin, I just love this dish set. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, and he I'm said never going to use it. I'm going to hang it on the wall. <laughs> he said he was impressed that I already had uh, some stuff set aside. And I'm thinking, <laughs> you had no idea what you were getting into. <laughs> That's hilarious. I don't think anybody does that anymore, do they? No, I don't think so. No, but I did. I because I'm like, oh, I'm gonna. Well, you did your own thing, yeah. Well, and I, you know, I don't even know that I was thinking. Oh, for when I get married, I was kind of just thinking whenever I have my own place. Of course, I'm gonna need these nice, uh, you know, these stems. Exactly. When I serve, you know, champagne. (laughs) Exactly. And this gold trimmed dinnerware, of course. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. You know, you you were only hoping for a good deal on the dish set, sweetheart. But it is very quaint and charming. Oh, yeah. Okay, so what's your crush? It's House and Garden UK magazine. It's a must-have. Treat thyself because it isn't that much money. And I don't know what the pound's doing today, but it was really having a rocky road for a while. You probably get a better deal than I did. It's not that expensive. They mail it to you in a really nice envelope from the National Trust. It feel, I always felt like I was getting like a document that I was owning a <laughs> castle or something. <laughs> In fact, one time Peter was like, what? What is this? <laughs> oh, I bought a little castle. It's in Cornwall. Don't worry about it. I saw this thing where you could buy, I think it's a, a square foot of land in Scotland, and then they make you a lord and lady or laird and lady. I don't know. I just thought, wow, does that? Oh, Apparently people do it. That's the gift for someone who has everything. There was once a very old Woody Allen movie where he actually, like, I don't remember. I just remember the scene of it where he had like a piece of land, like a piece of like turf in his coat. And this was his land. It was very strange. <laughs> I just had so that memory Woody Allen. just came back to me. Uh, but yeah, it's great. I enjoy it so much every time it comes. I think you're getting about like six, maybe eight issues a year. I'm on maybe my second or third. It's delightful. It comes in a timely manner. I mean, it's only from across the pond. It's such a quality magazine. Well, you know, we were talking about it, so I'm, I uh, think I'm going to do that. I'll, the only one I get now is Milieu, but I think I'm going to get signed up because I do love their online site. They're just gorgeous photos. The, I think the online rips off what's going on in the magazine and then goes beyond that. But the quality of the pages, which really makes a difference to me, it's like that clay based paper that's really gorgeous and glossy and beautiful and even the fact that you really can't just like slip on your jumper and (laughs) ride your bike over to one of the shops but it's okay because you're getting inspiration and that's what it's really all about 
And when you say jumper, you mean sweater, right? I know. I was doing that thing again with the common yeah. language. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I you just jump thought on I your bike in your jumper. People, <laughs> for people that think it's that one piece thing that's the pants that has the straps over the shoulder. Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. Which you could wear on a bicycle as well. But I digress. Definitely treat yourselves. If you like a nice magazine, go for it. I think I'm going to. So that's on my list for this afternoon. So my crush, yet another practical thing. Bring it. But it's been a little life-changing for me. Mm-hmm. And that is, okay, sit down. Wait for it. You guys, <laughs> this is going to be great. No, no, I, yeah, it's the You opposite. might want to get the magazine first and then this yeah, practical yeah, yeah, item. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, No, this is not going to be life-changing for you. But they are colorful, spill-proof lids for mason jars. Because, Whoa. well, because no, but that's you, a handy thing to have. Okay, so if you store things in mason jars, any kind of liquids for whatever, I mean, you know, I make my own kefir and yogurt, so I'm using them all the time. And the problem is, uh, the kefir and the yogurt, when you look at them in the jar, you can't really tell which one's which. Oh. So I like the colorful lids to designate what's what. And sometimes it might just be regular milk, so I have to have a lid for that too. So I use the lids to designate what it is. And then Evie, I got her pink lids, see, for her kefir, because she comes and gets her kefir, the mom-made kefir. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I, I give her some every week. And when she saw that pink lid. She flipped. She flipped her lid. It was like such a big deal that I had the, <laughs> that pink lid. She was so excited about it. So she knows when she comes and she sees something with a pink lid on. Wow. Well done, Anita. Okay. But uh, yes, yeah, so, but just to clarify, uh, I mean, that explains the color. But if you do have stuff in them or you're traveling with liquid in it, these plastic lids don't spill like the metal ones. And also, they're not going to rust like the metal ones. So that's why I like using them. Well, how do you put them on? Do you just, like, push them on, like, a Tupperware top? Or do they screw on, like, a traditional metal mason jar top? Oh, they screw on. But they've got a um, a seal at the top that mm-hmm. you kind of push in. Mm-hmm. And that kind of, uh, you know, one of those rubber seals. Yeah. It's not, I don't know, it's probably latex or something. But anyway, yeah, so that seals it. But, yeah, it's just a screw-on lid. That's excellent. It's a small little thing. But if you use mason jars and use them to store things, or you make pickles or something, yeah, yeah, no, I think they're helpful. Yeah, and it's nice to store things in glass, which you taught us all, and we're all well. And then, and then they're prettier colors than those old metal rusty lids, which they do get rusty pretty quickly. Okay, great to know. Thanks so much for hanging out with us, and remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. 